Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some R slash. <laughs> Am I the butthole? If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out this channel. And just a huge thank you to the members and everyone for spending 20 minutes or so with the channel every day and getting involved. I can't tell you how much of a difference you really do make so thank you so much for what you do and let's crack on with today's stories much love guys Now our first story comes from, wow, pretty colors. Am I the asshole for going off on my sister for saying her bio kids are our kids? So my oldest sister has five kids by five different men. Her first child was abandoned to my mother shortly after birth. Her second child was attempted to be given to a co-worker at nine months old. Attempted, as in co-worker offered to babysit the kid, but was surprised when she got the baby's diaper bag with BC and SS card and a note saying, you keep the little bitch, I don't want her. Social services ended up getting involved and my mother got her as well. Next two children are with both of their wonderful dads and fifth is currently with her after the dad kicked them both out. From the entire time my mum had the kids, my sister never once visited or specifically called about them. She'd call sharing some news, then as an afterthought, she would ask about the first kid, but never the second, before she hung up the phone. My mum died a year ago and my husband and I offered to take the two now teenagers. My sister was all for it. She came around and talked to them for a little bit, filled their heads with stories of how she tried everything she could to be with them and pretty much telling them that she wasn't in their lives because of a series of unfortunate events. So we have the kids now for a year. During this time, my sister has made efforts to ask about them. She has brought them gifts and she occasionally Skyped with them. I will mention though that I allowed their relationship to grow as long as all three parties were okay with it. At first, I would set up an awkward Skype calls where they all tried to get to know each other once a week. After a couple of months, I told everyone that I won't be setting it up anymore, that they are free to talk to each other whenever they'd like, without feeling pressured. After that, things kind of just went cold. The kids said they don't feel comfortable with it. The last factor to take in consideration is this. When my husband and I were filing paperwork, my sister looked over the form and said she agrees to everything on the form us being responsible for insurance, us having physical and legal custody, except the part where she has to pay child support. She said she was in arrears for never paying child support for her kids and she wouldn't be able to get a driver's license if she had to owe even more. So she wouldn't sign until we agreed to not ask for child support. One thing that has been bothering me, when I text my sister, she always asks about our kids. How is our kids doing? She hasn't been there for these kids at all, but the last year of their lives and edit refuses to financially support them at all. And she has the nerve to call them our kids. I finally snapped and told her as much. 
I got a text from my two other sisters saying that it was uncalled for, that my sister is their birth mother and that she has been trying with her kids lately. Now I'm wondering if I'm being an asshole to my sister and should apologize. ETA, my sister was really upset about it. She said she was the one that gave birth to them and I was just the aunt. She wanted to be nice and say they were both of our kids. Ah, these ones are always the worst when there's like children involved and what they've already been through already, but you're absolutely not the asshole for to take these children on board. And to me, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, this person didn't, didn't show any maternal role to these children throughout their lives. And she just wants to keep coming back in after all the work is done. So 100% you're not the asshole in this. And what are your sisters thinking? Not the asshole to me, but let's check out some comments to see what they say. And we'll start with puzzle-headed Peter saying, not the asshole, your sister was an egg donor for your and your parents' children. Nothing she has done has shown her to be a mother. Fluffy Drawing says, not the asshole, she's probably only making an effort now because they're teenagers. She figures most of the work has already been done. So it's safe to connect with them now. I bet she never asked about them when they were little because she was worried someone might make her take them back. And polyester atrocity says, not the asshole, okay, so you snapped, but it's clear why you did. Those kids are yours because you're the one sane adult who stepped in to raise them. To heck with your sisters and their texts are saying. They aren't the ones raising someone else's children. They can say whatever they want, but you are still the better person. Good on you for being there for those kids. And Incense Lost says, and quotes, I later got a text from my two other sisters saying that it was uncalled for, that my sister is their birth mother and that she was trying to be with the kids lately. And then says, step one in trying would to actually pay child support, not the arsehole. And Rune Dude says, Jesus, I read this and get mad. What is wrong with your other sisters? Are they as self-centered as the oldest? OP replies this one saying, my younger one is, my second oldest isn't at all, which really got me wondering if I was in the wrong. And Maleficent Ad says, not the arsehole. She adopted these kids out, essentially. She is no longer or never had to fulfill the maternal role. She is not the parent in any sense of the word except as an egg donor. And Cautious Bread says, not the arsehole. Genetic material doesn't make you a parent. Showing up and being there does. And we have one more from Most Disaster 79 who says, not the arsehole. Just because she gave birth to them doesn't mean she is anything special. She is practically an egg donor and nothing more. If she wants to be treated with respect and seen as their mum, she should have stepped up before. Now, how would you feel in this situation, especially with the sisters turning on OP as well? How do you feel? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from The Always. Am I the arsehole for holding my work hostage? (laughs) I've worked for a lab for almost five years now. I've gone from part-time worker to full-time worker. I was hired to do lead studies, do data entry, train people and manage data. Early on, my boss had me do some simple application design, which I did on PowerPoint. Our programmer denied a lot of my ideas, which frustrated me to the point I just started to learn programming on my own. I spent roughly one and a half years teaching myself various programming languages on my own time. Once I became comfortable, I did some custom programming to make my job easier. I mostly just did some linear regression analysis in Python and moving files around. I learned full stack web development. I made a rough version of our desired website over the course of a few weekends and showed it off. I wasn't using the right web stack. I learned the new web stack, re-implemented it over another few weeks and showed it off again. They agreed to let me start working on the website for them. While I learned programming, I was still expected to do my full-time job. 
I repeatedly let them know that the only time I had to do programming was outside of work. I told them I was having a hard time managing both programming and my normal duties. I was getting very burnt out from working an extra two to four hours a day from my classes I took on weekends. Last week I had my performance review when my boss told me that he still wanted me to do both web development and my normal duties. He informed me that he believed it was just a time management issue and we could move some of the duties off my plate. However, a solution could not be found during my performance review as to what duties could be removed nor who they could be given to. We have recently lost a few employees and finding new hires has been difficult. At the end of my review, I asked for a raise as I was now expected to do web development for them. Once I asked for money for the additional work I was doing, he started questioning my credentials, whether or not I had a computer science degree, he knows I do not, and which certificates I had. These questions were not raised when he asked me to do web developing for him. They never directly said no to my request, however, the questioning of me and the general reaction felt like a no. As they never said yes to my request for a raise and they started to grill me with questions about my qualifications, I sent out an email stating that I would not be doing web development for my lab. I stated that they saw my web development as valuable but not enough to give me a raise to do it. They called me in the next day to inform me that I was being highly unprofessional and I was holding my work hostage from them. Am I the arsehole for holding my work hostage? I'm still doing my job. I still do my study management. I still do my study visits. I still do data entry. I just refuse to do the extra web development portion. And again, this one's a not the arsehole from me. It sounded like when you was in that interview that they were trying to like, that they were not directly saying that they're not going to give you a raise, but just sort of bypassing it. So you'll continue doing those duties without being paid for it. So you'll go back to your, your desk and you just continue doing it and then never find a solution to your extra work and just allow you to do it. So they're the ones who's being the arsehole in this situation. You're the one who went away and learned these extra skills and they're valuable to your company. So they should be paying for them. Never work for free. And the only reason I might say you was ever so slightly the arsehole, and it's, it's a very soft one, I'm not, I can't even really call them an arsehole, is that they went like over a few weekends, they designed the website for, for the company and then re-implemented it with a new code or whatever it was, and then showed it off to them again. So you gave them work for free initially, and they was like, oh yeah, we like a bit of free work, we'll take this on. So you almost set yourself up for it. And I'm not, I'm not saying you're at fault here for it, but... The only other way I could have say you could have went down a different road is like if you've done something for yourself, a personal project using those skills and then showed it to your company rather than giving them something for free. I hate it when companies, sorry, I get really wound up when companies take advantage of other people like this and not willing to pay for it at the end of the day either. Winds me right up. But <laughs> let's move on to the comments to see what they say. And we'll start with Ava Autumn saying, not the arsehole. If they didn't pay for it, it's not theirs. It was created in your own time as you were not being paid to do it. Since Elvis says not the arsehole and quotes, they called me in the next day to inform me that I was being highly unprofessional and I was holding my work hostage for them. Then says, that's not what holding hostage means. You can't hold your own property hostage. In this case, your skills. By their logic, everyone should work for everyone for free. And Red Eye Jedi says, not the arsehole, never work for free. <laughs> Rachel says, not the arsehole, they decided to play dirty to save money and you outed them publicly, which they were not prepared for. Nothing you said was false. They'll either come around or you try to fire you ASAP. At this point, so be prepared. 
And Hotaku says, not the arsehole, you actually went out your way to learn programming, made their life easier while making your own hell, expect you to do this for them for free, and try to bully you when you're not willing to do so. Fuck them. If you can, update your resume, and if, within your possibilities, find a job elsewhere. Something tells me that you're more indispensable than they are, or even you, realize. And Radiant Cat 618 says, not the arsehole, you're not holding your work hostage. You know your value. They can either pay for the work or not. It's not okay for them to expect you to do extra work for free. And one more from Cray saying, not the arsehole, professional is code for easily misled. You set limits and expect to be compensated for extra work. They may retaliate, but you're not being abusive to them by refusing to do unpaid overtime. You did not say if the company paid for the extra classes. If they did, there may be a bit of claim on your services, but it sounds like they're just trying to strong arm you. Now, how do you feel about this situation? Have you ever been in a similar one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our next story comes from Old Hairy Lass. Am I the arsehole for not one of my fiancé's ex at our wedding? My fiancé, male, and I, female, are getting married in next year. We're both in our mid-twenties. He has two children to two different women. One was accidental when they both were late teens and one was during a long-term commitment relationship with A. My fiance and A still have a great friendship and he is more involved in her life due to them living in the same city while he's not as close as the other mother, B, of his child and only really talks to her about their said child. We have an extremely small wedding coming up. We both wanted it to be small and inexpensive and just have some close friends and family. My fiance wants A to be there and at first I said okay, but to be honest, I really don't want her there. He said she's his friend and since he wants his two kiddos there, she'll look after them. Now I do understand this, but part of me doesn't want her there. I'm not sure if this is strange of him to want or I'm just being insecure and an asshole for not wanting her there. Also, no, I don't think anything is going on between them. I've met her and she is lovely, but I do think she relies on my fiance a little more than necessary on things that aren't related to their child together, who I do adore. My argument was, it's my wedding and I don't want her there, and his was vice versa, so I don't know who's the arsehole really. Edit, just to clarify, both my fiance and I said, it's my wedding to each other, so I'm getting a lot of comments saying I'm selfish for saying that when we both did. Edit two, second clarification, we haven't sent out invites yet because this is a small wedding, max 30 people. 
Right now we're figuring out who to invite and who not to. So many commenters are saying I'm the asshole because now I have to tell A she's not coming. And the answer is no, that hasn't happened and judging from the comments, it's probably not going to. Another question is why I don't like her. Many have hit the nail on the head with it's more than her just being at the wedding. I think they have an awfully close relationship still. Now I'm not the only one that thinks this. I've actually met her family, parents and siblings when meeting their child and they also mentioned to me that they found it strange how close they are. She can't drive so she relies on my fiance to drop her off to see her casual partner most weekends which honestly I can't fathom doing with an ex. They go out every week without their child to go do activities together and I've got mixed opinions between family and friends whether that is strange or just really good that co-parents are that civil with each other. Many commenters have said that I should talk to my fiance about boundaries and I have briefly but it's something that I do need to. Just to reiterate, no I don't think she's awful or anything like that but I think my boundaries are being stepped on in the above situations and possibly is making me uncomfortable she's still there on my wedding day and to keep the peace and start the life of a stepmom right or we'll probably let her come because it really isn't worth fighting about that. And we did get some some lengthy edits there so we'll go straight to the comments to see what they did say. So Show 76 said, you have a great opportunity to set up a really good co-parenting future here. Think about the child. And Pinky18 says, you're the arsehole. This is how you start off your marriage and co-parenting relationship on a bad foot. Figure out your issues before you get married because blended families have extra responsibility and relationships that you need to navigate. You should want to be friendly with her as you brought her into their parenting circle because it's what's best for the kids. An orphan puncher says, soft, you're the arsehole. Be more confident that he's marrying you. You won. It will also make this easier with the kids, especially when you don't think there's anything between them. This seems like a silly hill to fight for and makes you seem insecure and slightly petty. And sadder older wiser says, no one's an arsehole here, but try to get over your discomfort with this. It will be such a good way to start your marriage, which will include his children and their mothers to some extent, to have her there to be with the kids and because she's been an important part of your soon to be husband's life. And we have one more from Riff Raff who says, you're the arsehole. You don't have a reason for not wanting her there. You can't say that she's a bad person. You can't say she was harmful towards you. You even admit there's nothing beyond a friendship. This is the mother of your future stepkids. You're going to need to create some sort of relationship or rapport with her. And not inviting her to the wedding seems like a poor way to start that. Now, how would you feel in this situation if you was getting married and, you know, your husband or wife still had a good relationship with their ex? How would you feel? Would you feel jealous about it or good that they're having a good co-parenting relationship? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Equivalent Star 1015. Am I the arsehole for refusing to give up my puppy? My 28 male, wife 26 female, and I agreed to get a puppy together. And now she's blaming me and treating me like I ruined our relationship because I refused to get rid of the dog. We talked about getting the dog for multiple years. We first seriously considered it when our first child started to grow fond of animals, especially dogs. We agreed it wasn't the right time and that we should wait a few years. A few years later, we bought a house with a fence and had our second child all at the same time. As much as we wanted a dog, we figured a newborn was enough work. A year later, we talked about it again and agreed it was time. We spent months looking at the right dog for our family and eventually we jumped on a puppy close by. 
On the drive to get the puppy, my wife was starting to second guess our decision and I reassured her this is something we have talked about for years and we would make it work. As soon as we introduced the puppy to our kids, they fell in love and the puppy has become part of the family. I honestly can't picture my family without him. With that being said, the first week was tough. We both realized we were in over our heads. I work full time while my wife stays at home with the kids, which ultimately meant the dog became a responsibility, not something either of us were planning. I tried taking the dog to work, but I just couldn't get work done while the puppy was begging for attention. Within the first week, I bit the bullet and signed up for dog classes. At first I took the dog to the classes, but then my wife insisted she go because she is the one spending the majority of her time with the dog. She has done an amazing job training him. So much that I take the dog to work a few times a week, but my productivity is really taking a toll while the puppy is there and my manager has already talked to me about it. Apart from all the hard work my wife has put in and all the family bonding that has occurred, she is insisting that we get rid of the dog. I personally don't believe in giving up on such a serious commitment and have made that clear. In fact, her whole family has grilled me and told me that giving the dog away was the right thing. They insisted that a dog is a tool and that emotional connection is all in my head. To top it off, because I refuse to get rid of the dog, my wife is holding a grudge against me. She hasn't talked to me for two weeks, sends me long nasty texts while I'm at work and has become so short that avoiding her is the only way she doesn't snap. I understand that I need to do more to help with the dog, but is giving up on something we committed to the right move. Am I the asshole? And Tiny Narrator says, you're the asshole. The puppy takes too much attention for you to be able to work, but you expect your wife to be able to handle it and raise the kids. Your wife is stressed as fuck trying to handle this stupid dog while you go to work and complain about her on Reddit. What the fuck? Stoopy says, you're the asshole. Getting rid of the dog should be up to the person who has to care for it the most. You're essentially dooming your wife into having to constantly work on the puppy. Of course, she's resentful. And Anne Layen says, you're the arsehole, you said that will make it work, but in reality, you expect that only your wife does the work. Not to mention you basically overrode and ignored her doubts about getting the puppy in the first place. Getting rid of the dog? She should be getting rid of you. Amaranth Adams says, OP, you need to answer the question that has been asked multiple times. Do you or do you not walk the dog and take care of its other needs when you're at home? If your only contributions are occasionally taking it to work and a bit of training to supplement the training your wife has been doing, you're absolutely the asshole. OP replies to this saying, lol, because I was sleeping. I walk it when I get home and take him for hikes on the weekend. I wash him. I took him to get all his shots. And Pineapple Model says she hasn't talked to you in two weeks. Get rid of the dog and you both need to talk. She has two little ones to care for and a family is now involved. Therapy fast or you won't last. A rhyme I didn't expect. Cool. And Tullabell says everyone sucks. You say you've been discussing this for years, but you both didn't realize the person who is at home with a puppy will more frequently be taking care of the puppy. And Kitson Noir says what's best for the dog? Why are you so petulant and powerless to step up and learn how to care for your dog? Your wife's job is also being made harder by this dog, just as you whined about regarding your own. He's done nothing but blame her for holding a grudge. You're the asshole. Now, how do you feel about this situation? I'm always sad, like, 
the dog being involved. It's just not fair. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below and your verdicts on all of today's stories. As always, I would love to hear them. Thank you so much for being involved in the channel and getting involved every single day. Telling me what you're doing whilst you're listening makes my day. Thank you so much for being you, for being awesome, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.